New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh**, a weekly program where Rev Briz and Rev Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh** they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh** shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond. And hello again, dear ones, Reverend Robert Weavey over here. Rev Z right here. And this is Ministers Talking Shit. Happens every Friday morning here on the New Thought Media Network. Opportunity for us to get together and talk about whatever's on our heart, what's ever in the news, whatever's, whatever is going on that uh, it, we want to talk about, basically. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Z, welcome back. You had a week off last week. We had the right Reverend... Dr. Michelle Wadley with us. Uh, thank you for that, Reverend Michelle, for being with us. If you didn't catch that episode, folks, it was a great conversation, and you can catch it in our YouTube archives. Please head on over there, uh, hit the like button, the subscribe button, and, uh, and any old, old button you want to you want to hit. So, uh, morning, Z. Welcome back. Uh, yeah, great man. Great to be back. Um, was at the uh, CSL conference last week, and. Um, they had a hybrid format. I was over in Phoenix and had a uh, gave gave one of the talks there and uh, had a great time. Great yeah. time, and did a great job, by the way. Oh, thank that's you. Another, thank you. That's another one, folks. If you haven't seen that and you have access to it, go take a watch for it. And uh, if you don't have access to it, well, uh, maybe watch for a bootleg copy coming soon on that talk. So uh, we'll make sure you get a chance to see that. So, all right. Hey, here's our latest story, folks. And this one, wow. Uh, this one's going to take some unpacking. So let me set this <clears throat> for you. Uh, from the best I can, I can find there, uh, this all starts back in 2016, 15, I think the first place I hear of a report and it's called swatting. Now, if you don't, Never heard that term. Don't don't worry. Uh, swatting refers to a game. It's in the gaming culture, in the online gamer culture. And what would happen is somebody would get upset with someone else, so they would call in a fake report uh, that would elicit a SWAT response, a, a response from the SWAT team. So it became called swatting, and it was a hoax or a prank, if you uh, no a hoax. It's really and. They would uh, and gamers would do this to each other that they were unhappy with. And I've known of that phenomenon for a while. And, you know, if you're not pissing people off and <laughs> you're not playing games, you probably got nothing to worry about in that regard. Uh, how over, however, after the last over the last several months, uh, this has leaked into a much, much more dangerous game 
if you will. Um, over the past two weeks, uh, there have been a flurry of swatting calls to schools across the United States. And uh, just Wednesday, the, uh, there were another 11 here in Colorado on Wednesday of this just a couple of days ago. A week ago on Wednesday, there were 11 schools that received these calls. Uh, and it's pr they're all pretty similar. They call in reporting an active shooter in the high school. Uh, they've gotten to the point where they're playing gunshot shot sounds in the background uh, and uh, really scaring some people. The weirdest part is this isn't just in Colorado. This is everywhere. Every, from what I can see, almost every state in the nation is dealing with this in one shape or form or another. Z, you're, you're beyond the high school days. So you know, your kids are often graduated from college now. But um, I still got kids in high school and college. And this gets scary. Yeah, man, it 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 it's like, like a lord of the flies was the first thing that came to mind in terms of you know uh, young people looking for. I mean, we <clears throat> we've created an environment of, of sensationalism and 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 all of that, and then you know if it, it appears right that if young people aren't getting enough attention or they just want to be pestery or they, you know, they want to be, I mean, prankful, um, they're doing it in a way that's costing money for sure. And I'm sure in some cases, some lives have been, been, uh, in danger maybe because, uh, 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 uh emergency response team couldn't respond to an incident because they had gone to a fake incident or they got there a little late because they were diverted. And, um, it, it's, it's troubling. It's troubling um, because I'm, I'm, I haven't seen the statistics on it in terms of the ages of the ones who are perpetrating. And I'm not sure how often they catch the people. I mean, if we had 11 in Colorado, uh, I mean, I saw some statistic that from, from 2011 to 2019, they went from like 400 calls to a thousand calls. And now it seems like it's even, it, it may be, you know, going up about 30 to 40% now. Yeah. It's, it's, yes. It's speechless. <laughs> Not often you catch us speechless folks. So uh, if you'd like to join the conversation, please do it. If, if uh, one of your school districts or your schools has been affected by this, please let us know and join the conversation. Um, I did find one report, and here's the thing, right? This is such a newer phenomenon, especially when it comes to schools. There were a, there was a wave of these types of calls last September and October, uh, and I did find one report that as of last September, there have been 52 different days since September, 52 different days where schools across the U.S. have been affected by these types of uh, active shooter hoax calls, swatting calls. Um, and we know, we, we're now starting to see a pattern. Uh, two weeks ago in Colorado, they made 11 calls and they were out in alphabetical order. Wow. <laughs> Arapahoe's High School, Boulder High School. They were, the calls were, were made 
So there is uh, the FBI is investigating, by the way, and uh, I haven't been able to find any official statement by the FBI regarding this investigation or they generally don't comment on an ongoing investigations. No arrests have been made that I know of. Uh, and there's even speculation that this isn't teenagers doing it themselves. They're hiring foreign actors to make these calls. So they're hiring people in foreign countries to make the calls, which until you can prove that I paid somebody, I'm not involved, right? You gotta, you're gonna have to trace the money back and get, and if those folks are in India or, or somewhere, we're never gonna find, figure, they're never gonna be able to figure out who paid for it or where it's coming from. So. Some say this originated yeah. with a TikTok challenge. I don't know there. Um, but I tell you, I might be getting a little biased, uh, but it seems like every, every time I hear the word TikTok challenge, what comes behind it isn't all that good, isn't productive, isn't, uh, isn't beneficial to what we're doing. All these supposed TikTok challenges seem to be destructive and, and violent. You know, the first thing I think about when we, you know, the specifics of the schools, right? We've, we've just had a terrible past three years, four years of education disruption, right? In terms of, you know, uh, the, the obvious study from home thing and, and, and then trying to get kids back into the, to the, um, uh, to the rigor and, and regularity of education. And then the whole social piece. I mean, I talked to, went to one of the high school basketball games at, uh, at my kids former high school and was talking with the principal who I knew very well and was asking him how things were going. He said, well, when they first came back, there were a ton of fights because kids had been beefing online. Yeah. And then when they got back to school, there was a bunch of fights, right? Um, Yep. And I'm just imagining that that's just one of the things where now that whole educational social environment where, where, where we send our kids to to become adults has been so disrupted and so disjointed that, you know, as 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 Linda says, the 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 the, the pranks that used to be for naughty girls and bad boys have now gone deadly. Right. In, in the sense that we, you know, it takes a few thousand dollars to call a SWAT team out. I mean, that ain't a, that's not a cheap, cheap endeavor. Right. Um, or, or to send an emergency team out. And so, you know, we're frivolously in that case, wasting money and endangering lives. And the kids are thinking it's funny. Now, you know, if we're using foreign actors, the question is going to be, well, you know, maybe this is not kids. Maybe this is some conspiracy theorist. Or, or some anarchist or somebody who's trying to disrupt that's out there doing these kinds of things. But I think, you know, we have to begin to look at these kinds of things critically and figure out how do we begin to create a conversation and eventually a culture where, you know, we don't, the, 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 the services that we need to hold this country together, we don't play with those. We don't, we don't, toy with those because we think you know we, because we think the government is doing something or we want to make a point to the government it it, it becomes 
counterproductive for everybody. Right. Exactly. This doesn't feel like a protest. <laughs> That's for sure. Uh, it doesn't feel like somebody's trying to get a point across. This is, uh, and you know, yeah, perhaps immature and perhaps it is some sort of concerted disruptive effort to, um, to keep us scared. Okay, yes. there, yeah, there's going to be those kids sitting outside laughing. There's good, and truthfully, what often happens is the kids are already in school, so the, this becomes lockdown situations where suddenly the kids are locked down. Now, I'm old enough, I didn't go to school where we ever had a lockdown, right? We had fire mm -hmm. drills where everybody had to go walk outside. <laughs> and they don't do that for active shooter drills, folks. They don't line everybody up and put them outside to make them easy targets. So it's, so these kids are going through a uh, through the point of saying, okay, you know, they're here we are again. Let's hide under our desk. Here we are again. I mean, do kids actually have their favorite hiding spots now in high schools because it's not a day off of school. It's not like they get to go home. They got to. So this constant barrage of, of hoax has to be leading to levels of anxiety and fear within our kids that we don't know what's going to happen there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, and now, you know, uh, one of the latest things that's, 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 uh, dominating the news if, if you will is this whole thing of trauma for young a trauma for everybody but how it's affecting our young people um the long-term effects of trauma uh the the whole shortage of uh, uh of uh, skilled therapists to deal with it not just for kids but for anyone there's a shortage of shortage of therapists now and and, and there are more people requesting to, to sit with therapists, but they're not enough therapists to handle it. So we're creating this culture of fear and anxiety and, 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 and angst. And so we know it's, it's like a boiling pot pretty soon. It's going to boil over, right? Or all the water is going to boil out of the pot and it's going to start a fire. Either way, it's not desirable. Um, and so right. we're creating that kind of atmosphere uh, and that kind of uh, uh, personal uh, infringement, if you will, and 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 we have to begin to cultivate some love, right? I believe that love kills all, and and we're not talking about romantic love. We're talking about the real love, the love you got to stand in, and you have to work through, and you have to collaborate, and you have to uh, um, help one another be the best that they can be. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Right. Love wins the day. Um, yeah. Love will win the day, but we have to be willing to do it. And, yeah. you know, we're going to come back to one of my favorite talking points, folks. None of this would ha be happening if America didn't have an addiction to guns. If we wouldn't have slaughter, we wouldn't have to worry about dozens of active shooter calls coming in in a day if we didn't have a problem with guns if we weren't so addicted to letting guns rule the rule the roost rule the way as it were and 
to me, this is another direct point, uh, another aspect that's directly pointing to the need for some sort of control of firearms in this country. Um, if all these police, did, you know, if all the, the police forces knew that that ain't real because we don't have, pro you know, nobody's got handguns or whatever it is. But I don't know if we can ever get there at this point. You know, America may no. be on the point of no return when it comes as much as I may want there to be a, a, a life, a, a country living gun free, living without the fear of gun violence. I think we might be too far gone on that. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that's ever going to happen um, just because it's so ingrained in the whole culture and constitution and, and the formation of this country. However, we should be able to, uh, uh, you know, those that are that are enacting the laws and creating the laws, we should be able to put some play things on the book. That prevents this a little bit more, you, you know. There's no magic age of when somebody may be an active shooter, but, you know, 21. I mean, you have to be 21 to drink, but you don't need to be 21 to buy a gun. Um, yeah. you, you have to be, you know, th th there are these things like that that we can, I, we should be able to use as a, as a stepping stone to make some of these changes. <clears throat> yep. I, hell, you got to be 25 to rent a car. Exactly. And more people die in car accidents every year than in gun violence. So, you know, at least the rental car industry, whether they whether they realize it or not, they're doing the responsible by thing by keeping rental cars out of the hands of younger folk that have a history of of problems in that regard. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and I'm not trying to say that it's all teenagers and the whole gun problem is nothing but those under the age of 25, because there's been pr plenty of problems with those over the age of 25. But those problems are born when they're 15 and 16 and get their hands on a gun, uh, when they're brought up in a gun culture, when they're brought up in a culture, uh, in a family or in a in a community where th those things are valued and promoted. And, you know, one of the things that uh, and I don't know how it is now. I mean, I grew up in the South. Guns were used for hunting. Um and, yes. and, 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 and the hunting was not, not for sport. It was for support, right? We went hunting to get food on the table, not to put a, a, a deer head on the wall. Right. Um, that, that whole culture changed and um, it, it, it became sport shooting at targets and, and doing obstacle courses as if you were a SWAT in an active war zone, right? Um, and you know some people say it doesn't matter but the but these video games with with some of the violence uh, you know i know from from what we think is what we what we become if that played over and over in your mind it begins to wire your brain we know thinking and images and sound wires the brain right. and we may not know exactly what trigger someone to go outside of that wiring to do something deadly about it, but we do know it happens. And so right. we're setting ourselves up in a lot of ways and we have to begin to be more responsible, um, you know, in, in that regard of how, how we put this out, how we, how we implement it in our kids at such a young age. You think about it. Most of these kids now at five and six 
are playing violent video games. Right. Yeah. First person shooter games. And um, <clears throat> I've, I don't play them, but I've watched, I've looked at a couple of them now. And they're not only violent, but like you're saying, incredibly realistic. The sounds, the, 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 the visuals. I mean, the only thing they haven't done is figured out how to create the scent of, of the battlefield for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm sure somebody's working it on it. And uh, Disney's been doing it in their movie theaters for a long time, <laughs> their theaters and their mm-hmm. parks for a long time. Let's see how, but we were conditioning our youth to believe that is the norm. And then they spend their whole life looking at every part of their life as a threat, constantly yeah. on alert for a threat and then there is, where there is no threat they're create it's one's being created because we can't live yeah. without it at that point it's yeah you know and so imagine imagine you have someone from the age of four or five who's who's actively engaged in these kinds of uh events right they 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 rise to some office of power and control of a military arm and they begin to be uh activated that game in their mind and they start you know sending troops and doing things that that normally might be able to be 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 handled with diplomatic approaches and so now we've gone from uh something that could be solved by talking to something physical that always i mean just a prime example we look at at what's in terms of that what's going on in ukraine i mean then it's senseless when you look at the, the the innocent people in the cities, I mean, those it will take years for those cities. Whenever this war stops, however it stops, it will take years to rebuild those cities and the infrastructure. And you know that money could be going to to education, to to food, to to healthcare. It's a lot of a lot of different things that we could do to support. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, here we are again. How do we want to waste the money, our money this day, right? And kids are wasting money by calling the cops on other kids. Somebody's wasting an awful lot of money calling cops on to the school, to our schools. Um, I don't want to say what's next because I don't want to give anybody ideas. Uh, but I want to look for, all right, how do we, as a new thought movement, uh, Linda asked the question earlier, how do, how do we nurture our children and grandchildren? Um, not only nurture, but I want to say, how do we help to influence the, the growing generations to recognize that we want something different? Uh, that things have to be different because mm-hmm. not that anyone is a lost cause and not that, you know, everyone can change their mind and change their behavior down the road. Uh, but to change the flow of a river, you got to start at the source. And right now that source is our youngest children, our children in, in, preschool and in days and in daycare our children that are in the uh, early elementary school and how do we really get enough people on board to say hey we gotta we gotta teach our kids guns are not the answer yeah 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 you know we bump up against one of the age-old questions right i think 
is this whole thing. Is it nature or nurture? And I think it's nature and nurture. Um, you know, it's not one or the other. They're, they're, we, those who've had children and watched them since they were infants, some of us have been able to look at them and notice through nature, there's certain things they have a propensity to, whether it's mm -hmm. art or whether it's sports or whether it's, you know, uh, singing. And then what happens is it gets nurtured, right? And and so that so that they can perfect it, if you will, or extend the 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 um the perfection of it. And so we have to begin, I think, one of the things we have to begin to do, and, and some people are doing it well, is 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 how do we how do we uh, put these two things in sinks? Now, I'm not advocating any system, uh, but I know in the Montessori system, and I can speak to that system because both of my kids went through it, that system is a nature-nurture kind of a program that was set up by Maria Montessori. Um, right. And so it, it involved you know, education and, and outdoors, you know, farming. So you, you begin to look at different things from different perspectives and be able to, to make decisions and have a respect for all things, which now we, we get into this push and pull of, of how that works. And, and uh, I think it, 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 it puts everything in an either or as opposed to a both and. And now we're wandering into the failings of the education system because in far too many places, there is not an, there's no nurture. It's just an assembly line. And it, and if you're in a black or brown community, it's a pipeline to prison. If you're in a white community, it's a conveyor belt towards college. Mm. Truthfully. Yeah. Um, and it would appear in many places that's where our education system has ended up uh, underfunded, understaffed, overpopulated and and really a conveyor belt for kids. And uh, we my family has direct proof of that, that, uh, in my opinion, our schools pushed have been pushing my youngest regardless of, of their experience, just get them to the next grade, just get them to the next grade. Uh, and we've been having some health challenges with migraines. Many on the network know that. And we're still hearing from the school. We just got to do what we can to get them to 10th grade. That They really, and we're in a pretty affluent school, by the way, we're in, we're in an affluent school district and we're in a, a well-respected high school. Uh, but the majority of the school is white and uh, and we're still push, push them through, push them through whatever it takes to push them through. It seems we don't let kids, we don't make kids repeat a grade anymore. Okay. And I know that's been going on for a long time. That's not a new phenomenon, but okay. uh, it's a, it's a cocktail of a cocktail of different things. Uninvolved, uninvolved parents, um, a school system that just needs to keep people moving. And, uh, and then we throw in a whole bunch of guns and a bunch of violence to, to sprinkle on top of it. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's time, you know, as we look for, for a spiritual uh, antidote to some of this stuff, I mean, I think right at the top of the heat is we have to begin 
and we have the perfect opportunity to do it to teach that everything is connected now we you know however you want to couch that what kind of ideology or philosophy you want to count that under you, we can categorically show that everything is connected from the plants to the humans to the minerals or rocks uh that the 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 effect of one thing will affect all things yeah and if we value life we haven't we haven't said it in a long time but we we here believe that life is prime and if that's the case then we have to be cognizant of how everything is connected and when we start fiddling too much or let things get too far out of balance it begins to affect life yeah and that's all yeah. life and so we have to teach we have to teach that it's all connected oneness here we are again <laughs> our dear friend linda is saying that uh, all of us need to pay attention to local school boards and elect wise leaders there um yes linda agree with you absolutely everyone uh whether you've got a kid in school or not i think it's important to pay attention to what's happening in the local school boards unfortunately what i see is uh, these have also devolved into partisan poli political games where it really doesn't matter what you believe or 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 and it, and it often isn't even about what's best for the kids it's about what's best for the budget or it becomes a stepping stone to a greater a, a bigger political career i run for this and then i can run for that and i um i don't know what the answer is but i think that there there is an answer emerging and i'm reminded of that uh that quote that uh, I'm going to probably paraphrase terribly, but uh, the day came where staying tight in the bud was more painful than the actual blossoming. And I think we're at that point where the pain we're feeling <clears throat> from this cauldron, if you will, of conditions is becoming far more painful than actually doing the work of figuring out what how we make this better i mean i get it parents most parents don't have time at the end of the day to go to a school board meeting most parents don't have time at the end of the day to um to try to get in uh in their own you know figure their own thing out um and and so there, there are there is an emerging way uh Tishio, um, Tishua, I'm sorry, I'm, I know I'm probably pronouncing that wrong too. My apologies, dear one. Um, can we create our own school example? I believe so. Uh, and we do know of a few um, new thought communities in Amer in North America that have started generally preschools or, or uh, um, elementary schools to, to work <clears throat> in that direction. Um, we would need a much bigger tipping point, I think, of students, a, a much larger number of students following New Thought to make that effective nationwide. Uh, but we can plant the seed. We can start the process uh, with smaller, more independent, uh, home not home-based, but, uh, but family-organized type of... And, and, you know, I think... And I, I think there are, there are, there are a number of... Um 
there are a number of um, New Thought centers that have partnered or or work in association with Montessori schools. Um, and as you, yeah, because and, and because those philosophies are very similar, um, and so they work very well about you know follow the child and 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 so it it, it that follow the child piece allows that nature part to go. But then there's also the nurture part of how to work in community, how to work in groups, how to how to express yourself, how not to to be uh, a create an intimidating environment. So people who are less this or that are more this or that begin to look down on someone. But they create these relationships of, you know, I just can remember, uh, you know, in my kid's school, there was a there was a person who was in first grade who was a whiz at math. They got an opportunity to teach the third graders. Uh, who weren't as stout in math and then vice versa, they were more advanced in reading. Mm -hmm. So they were able to help the other ones in reading. So this whole collegial idea of helping and not teasing someone because they couldn't do something or the other or whatever paid off handsomely. Yep. Raise your children well, folks. <laughs> That's, uh, but I like that idea, Z, right? It, it's, um, Montessori does, uh, and my family's never been part of it, but we've looked at it. At, we looked at it at one point. It definitely has uh, so many of the aspects of what we're talking about to raise healthy kids that recognize we are all in this together. Um, yes, a teaching community. And in many ways, um, you know, that's where we were. When we look back at the history of education, uh, there's, you know, the old romanticized vision of a one-room schoolhouse, but that was true and that was real. And the older kids were expected to help bring the younger kids along rather than just, um, <clears throat> you know, today it's the heck with everybody else. I got to figure out what school, what college I'm going to. And how I'm going to earn the money to go to that college, and and we've created schools as a as a place of competition rather than a place of collaboration. Folks, we don't pretend to have all the answers. We don't pretend that we're going to solve all the problems that the country faces, that the nation faces, that the world faces. Uh, but we do know that by having the conversations, we have an opportunity to allow spirit to reveal a greater vision for the solution. We can change the conditions of our lives based on how we think about them. And, uh, and I personally, my, my most enlightened thoughts, if you will, often come <clears throat> from my unwillingness to allow and, and let, and just put up with what's happening in the world today. So um, we want to thank you for being with us. On behalf of myself and Rev Z here, we're New Thought Media Network. This is Ministers Talking Shit. It happens every Friday. Please do share with your friends. Let them know what we're doing. We're going to take a real quick minute to say thank you to our some of our sponsors and our committed givers. And then we'll be right back with our final thoughts of the day. Don't go anywhere, folks. We'll be right back. Please help us say thank you to our organizational sponsors and donors, including the Hefferlin Foundation. Affiliated New Thought Network, International New Thought Alliance, Science of Mind Archives and Library Foundation, 
Center for Spiritual Living Denver, Center for Spiritual Living Midtown Atlanta, New Thought Philadelphia, Planned Happiness Institute, Summit Center for Spiritual Living, Center for Spiritual Living on the Lake, Unity Spiritual Center Kitchener, Ohm Center for Spiritual Living, Center for Spiritual Living North Jersey, Unity of Savannah, Center for Spiritual Living Seattle, and all of our individual donors and sponsors. Thank you for being a part of the New Thought Media Network. Please come be you. Well, we got a little tail on that video. We got to chop off. <laughs> Thank you for being with us, folks. Uh, if you'd like to join our family and help support this network uh, with your financial gifts, please head on over to ntmedia.org forward slash donate click on the monthly donation and we'll include you in the next version of our thank you video all right z before we go final thoughts yeah i, I like that one thought we had about uh you know community teaching it, it, it's the old uh african adage each one teach one and it takes a village to raise a child so we need to get back to that that concept uh and and begin to be our be 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 our our brothers and sisters keepers <clears throat> in all facets of life. Mm, yes, I think for me, it's go start a school, <laughs> or maybe just get involved with the one you're in, uh, or maybe look around and see who's doing something a little alternative and get involved there. But one way or the other, I think we need to every one of us. We need to just become more involved with the lives of our future generations, whether that's through volunteering uh, or just being active in the lives of our own kids and, and their schools. Uh, but, and I know a lot of people out there do a lot of really good work, but let's do more. And I'm committed to doing more as well. Thanks for being Amen. with us, folks. We'll be back next week with more. If you have a conversation you'd like us to have, or if you know of somebody you'd like to uh, like us to have as a guest, please drop us an email, ministertalk at ntmedia.org. We're going to get out of here for now, though. Until next time, we wish you peace and richest blessings. Bye now. And thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ministers Talking We'll be back again next week with more commentary on current affairs, world events, and any other sh** our ministers want to talk about. And if you found value here, please share our sh** with your friends. Until next time, peace and blessings.